0: what you have to do. This is one of the things. Prayer. Amen. Yes, sir, Bible study. Yeah, yeah. Personal devotion. Yeah. That's your sprints. Yeah. Prayer. Yeah. Bible study.
1: Yeah.
0: Personal devotion. Yeah. That's your stretching. Yeah. Because in order for you to be conditioned, yeah. your faith is going to have to be each time that you come to a different place in your walk your faith is going to have to be stretched you have to spend time in the word i don't understand what this is saying get another version quit complaining Go open open up the burgundy books of the Spirit of Prophecy. Go ahead and read that because it attaches, because remember, this is the greater light. The Bible is the greater light. Spirit of Prophecy is the lesser light. Yeah. Take your time in reading and stop fighting
1: yeah.
0: in your mind. Yeah. We need to consider what the Scripture says yeah. and get some extra help along the way. That's how you lose your spiritual cramps. Right. Am I ministering to anybody? When we're walking like this, guess what? We're always ready to take off running at a moment's notice. Why? Because we're in this race and now we are conditioned. Because when you have a prayer life, you're studying the Word of God, you have a devotional life, and anytime anything will come up because you're on this race. God will give you what to say in the hour that you need to say it. Somebody ought to say amen. That's what the Holy Ghost does. It brings back to your remembrance. So you know not to act a clown when your supervisor act a plum or pineapple or banana food. Amen? That's what Paul is meaning when he talks about this, this race being marked out. So in his defense... You have to see yourselves looking at the people in the crowd, those greater cloud of witnesses that we mentioned just earlier. These are the memories of the ones who have cheered us along the way in the service of Christ. And when the battle gets too heavy, you can remember what they did. When the war rages on, you can remember what they did. When the family turns on you, because there are people in the Bible where their family turned on them. But do remember what David said, when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will lift me up. When the pain becomes unbearable, you remember what they did. When the relationship goes south, you have to remember what the cloud of witnesses did. When the doctor shakes his head, (laughs) you have to remember what they did. Uh-oh, here comes a commercial. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Remember when Jesus took Peter and, and them with him? Yes. And that little girl was dead? Yeah. She's about 12 years old. And they say, well, she, Jesus said to the people, well, she just asleep. Yeah. Yeah. They laughed at him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was, it was comedy central. <laughs> they were laughing at Jesus. But Jesus said, uh, Let's get away from the crowd and just bring the family, and I want y'all boys to come with me. Yeah, right. yeah. See, whenever God, watch this, Ooh, I'm about to tell somebody something. Whenever God shrinks your crowd, oh,
1: yeah,
0: he's about to do something marvelous. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever God calls your crew be, just to become you and him, yeah. He about to do something. Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody. See, God don't need a whole bunch of folks to do one simple thing. And the simple thing to God, and it wasn't even simple because he can think it and it can be done. He he can command it and it can stand fast. He said, y'all come here. Let me call this girl by her name. And guess what? She got up. Why? Because Jesus called her by the name she's accustomed to hearing at home. Amen. Word in another version called "Damsel Arise." Jesus called her by her name, Tabitha. Get up. He called her by her what? See when you just take a few people with you, doing what God wants done, Maranatha. When we come together as one, nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us when we
2: come together as one. Ooh, Sister Lachette, I got to say this again in another way. When we come together, we're not fighting. We're not
0: complaining. We're not worried about how long it's going to be. Watch this. I'm about to say something that's going to hurt, Elder. We're not concerned about how much money it's going to take. Yes, That's right. Yes. It's because we're doing what God's saying. Maranatha, when we do what God said, we can own Alexandria.
1: Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> you got a dream bigger than the box. Yes,
1: sir. We've
0: been outside of the box for a long time, but we ain't moved the box.
1: Come
0: on. I'm gonna get hit for this, DJ. We've been outside of the box, but we ain't moved the box. We've been talking about moving the box. It's time. It's time. it's time. it's time. Now watch this. Some of us will be a part, Keelan, of moving the box. Yeah. Some of us are going to pl- complain about how far the box can be moved. Yeah. But there are some people in here, I don't know, that don't mind wherever God chooses yeah. to move the box. That's what we're going to do. you got to make up in your mind, whatever God says, we're going to do it. When you're around people who are complaining, release yourself from them. Because in Numbers chapter 12, you'll discover when the children of Israel began to complain, they began to be bitten by those snakes. Now, some snakes don't slither. Mm -hmm.
1: That's right.
0: Some snakes walk. I'm going to go on because I know what y'all are going to say. So at this juncture, Paul mentions to us, amen, the imperative of the Hebrews. Listen to what he says in verse 1. I'm going to go on anyhow. He says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Isn't that what it says? Well, what does he mean by the interpretation of laying aside every weight? What weight is this? You talking about me, Pastor? No, I'm just saying what the Word says. I ain't talking about you. But here is what the Word says and breaks down the interpretation of what it means, the weight. A weight is a burden, an impediment. Anything that will handicap or hinder the Christian in the race. That cramp, that's a weight. Mm -hmm. Your wind, that's a weight. Because it's not allowing you to run at your full potential. One writer says this, Men who are motivated by faith will not hesitate to dispose of anything and everything that might keep them from achieving their goal. Amen. You can't hold on to past stuff y'all. Amen. Because it happened to you I don't know how long ago I ain't got time to talk about. It.
1: Yeah.
0: And laying aside every weight you might think that you are in competition with other denominations. No. you're not in competition with them. Right. And laying aside every weight you might think that you're in competition with your brother and sister that you're sitting beside. No. You're not in competition with them. And laying aside every weight you might think that you're in competition with your neighbors of your family members? No. You're not in competition with them. The main person, Maranatha, that you and I are in competition with is the person that you get up in the morning and look in the mirror. Aha, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, you all gonna say the person next side? No, look at your neighbor. Na- no, don't you look at your neighbor. You look in the mirror. Self is his only competitor. And the only requirement is that he exercises faithfulness and patience in his contest with himself and by the grace of God overcome every weight, every tendency to evil. That's what you gotta do. You gotta fight with yourself. Well, you mean to tell me pastor that the weight in my life has nothing to do with the weight around my waist and the weight around my legs, the weight around my stomach or my behind? No, 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 honey. The weight has to all do with you overcoming self yeah. and your hereditary tendencies to evil. Yeah.
1: Amen. Did you hear that?
0: Yeah. What are what are hereditary tendencies? Your DNA, your grandfather's grandfather. Are you listening to me? Y'all get mad at I know. You know you got to look in yourself. And, well, I didn't. I don't act like that. I've been saved for a long time. You still act like Big Mama's Big Mama. Some of the folk in the family will tell you, ooh, ooh, ooh. are they coming to the family reunion? I know. <laughs> uh, amen. amen. Well, here you go, acting like he acting like Uncle So-and-So. <laughs> Hereditary tendencies to evil. You have to be careful, and we have to put Jesus' blood on that. Somebody ought to say, Amen. Yeah. Not only does Paul mention that we ought to lay aside every weight. But he mentions this part of the phrase of the text. It really got me, Elder, as I was studying. And the sin which so easily ensnares me. Well, what did he mean by this? He meant the sin thing that you're holding on to that everybody else can't see but God. Yeah. Let me put it to you in this way. It's every man having or woman having a besetting sin. Yeah. Some tendency to evil that seeks to impede you on your race. It's those sins that we we cradle. We don't want anybody else to see. Right. Hi, happy Sabbath. How you doing? All right. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna sit over here with my sin. I'm mean, in, in my seat. In my seat with my sin. I mean, no, I'm in my seat, but I'm with my sin. But I don't tell you that. I show you that by my behavior. Yeah, right. Yeah. By my decorum. Yeah. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days shall we able and do Your behavior. Yeah. People know you body how you act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they label you that hereditary tendency. Yeah. They label you on how your DNA operated in your great 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 grandfather. Yeah. Because now it's in your great grandfather and your and your grandfather and your daddy and it's acting up in you. Yeah. Yeah. Watch
2: this. That's what the devil does. Uh-huh. Look at they ain't no better. I don't even know why he's acting to save them. Look, he's just acting just like his old ignorant daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta watch the devil. He called you by names. Watch this, and he don't have to say nothing. He'll just lay you because he's stupid like that. But I like what Paul says because this thing gets interesting
0: as it does. Paul lays the claim on it when he says in Romans seven twenty one. He says, "When I would do good, evil is present with me." You see, let me let me help somebody else. When we gain the victory over that particular evil propensity, another takes its place and presses for the master. Yeah. Thus, the pathway of salvation, watch this, is beset by one battle after another, yeah. but it is every Christian's privilege to achieve victory each step of the way. Yeah. What does that say in today's language? Every time you get over one thing, yeah. Yeah. something else goes going to show up. This ought to help us out, church, because soon as you get out of one trouble, soon as you come through one other thing, here comes something else. Well, Pastor, that's not the way it's supposed to be when I accept the Lord Jesus in my life. Can I ask you a question? They tried to kill him when he went to church. What much more you think they're going to try to do to you because you're following him? Yes. Right. I just told you something deep. That was heavy like cheesecake right there. Every time you come out of one thing, you're going to find yourself into another thing. But here's the carry-on of the whole thing. Guess who's walking with you? Yeah. Guess who's by your side? Guess who's over your head? Guess who's following behind you? Guess who's keeping you upheld? It's Jesus. Because it's your time.
2: I know if you were like me, looking at this text, you're probably asking yourself the question, what is it? been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with Dr. Christopher Manuel. I pray that today's message made your troubles smaller, your hope greater, and your faith restored. You're invited to join me every first and third Saturday for divine worship service at 10 a.m. and on Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. at the Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Church located on 4517 South MacArthur Drive in Alexandria and at the Smyrna Seventh-day Adventist Church on every second and fourth Saturday for Divine Worship service at 11 a.m. and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. located on 916 Richmond Drive in Alexandria. Beloved, your gifts and love offerings can help keep this ministry on air. Send your correspondence to P.O. Box 3131 Pineville, Louisiana 71361 and join us on every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 1015 a.m. on KAYT for the Restoring Faith Broadcast. Be blessed.
1: The Wade Hampton Show will be right back.
2: Get ready for something new. Introducing Uncle Ug.